This ain't one of them times you could slide by what you say that you gonna do Put your money up, run that fade, time to show and prove You know the vibes, partner Ain't got no ways up in my guys I clown in the day, gone in la mañana I been on fire lately Train my spirit, mind and body daily Victory is sweet, that's the science, baby It's only right we represent from temper to tally And keep the pressure on these ops, they cardio lacking Till you flapping on the canvas, I'm bobbing you Weaving, unleashing the fury on your face while the audience screaming Hope they got gray seats or the pay-per-view Let's get the breakdown from J, DJ, and Q You know the vibes What's up, everybody? It is Boxing Vibes TV, and we are finally back. I apologize, we've been active on YouTube, but we're finally back to give y'all that Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, podcast audio for you. And you know in order to get this pod kicked off, man, Q, first, first, man, go ahead and tell them what we got on the menu today, bruh. To be ready to continue what we got on that menu is the Devin Haney Cambosis fight being official. And uh-huh. we got the Savannah Marshall. Woo! Hell of an arsenal knockout. Third round left hook foul. And so we're gonna be talking about what's next with her and with her and Clarissa Shields, the quote, baby. That's what we got. And many other topics, man. Right? What is it? All right, man. They already know, man. If they down with the vibes, they got a what? Hit the notification bell and subscribe to the tribe. Get live, baby. All right, man. So now, man, we got to give them the pod quote of the day before we get this started. And the pod quote of the day is from Mr. Devin Haney. Where Devin Haney recently had a quote saying, y'all thought I was scared. I literally want all the straps. And y'all see that by me giving Cambosos everything he wanted. End quote. He got it all. He got it all. And that is from Devin Haney. Shouting out to all of the haters who said that he really ain't want no smoke like that. And giving Cam Bosos all of his demands in order to make the fight, man. Early, early, early. And with that being said, man, that is a perfect segue to get us into topic number one, Q. Let's talk about George Cam Bosos versus Devin the Dream Haney. So we, we initially saw where it was leading like uh, George Cambosos was going to end up fighting uh, none other than Vasily Lomachenko. Then unfortunately, you know, some world issues arose and there's currently a war going on between Ukraine and Russia. And right now we have to salute Vasily Lomachenko. He's on a hiatus right now serving his country. So once that transpired, it now turned George Cambosos' focus to one Devin the Dream Haney and really trying to sit down and make that fight occur. So nevertheless, they went back and forth. The fight was finally made. Finally. But but while it was made, George Cambosos got everything in his favor, all the way down to if he loses, the rematch happens in Australia. Again. Again, right. So... Tell me, bro, what is your thoughts on how all of that happened on George Cambosos, you know, getting all his demands for the fight, 
or what's your thoughts on Devin Haney now with top rank for a couple of fights? So it's a lot of layers to this with Devin Haney making this move and signing the contract, bro. So, so what's your thoughts on it? It was legendary and it was necessary, man. And you know what I'm saying? Salute to Devin Haney, man. And you know what I'm saying? We've been calling the 135-pound division the diva division, man, because we got all these young bulls with all this talent that don't want to fight each other that's making these excuses. And he is making a way. He's leading a pack with this. You know what I'm saying? For him to, you know, because one thing about it, after the Cambosis fight, you know, Devin Haney had had the extra strap. You know what I'm saying? And um, I could risk. And, and I, you know, Cambosis said he wanted that fight. You know what I'm saying? And then for, you know, and I ain't, I ain't going to front, man. Lomachenko has been looking amazing in his in his last couple fights. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, I, I definitely understand. I understand that, um, you know, stylistically and, you know, all of that type of stuff, uh, that 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 might be a fight that a lot of people clamor for, for. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, but um, he I don't really think he wanted Devin Haney fight, and it looks like that. You know what I'm saying? He sort of got painted into a corner. You know, with with Lomachenko not being available, and you know, and I'm happy that Devin Haney took a chance because you got to take a risk to be great, man. You got to take a risk. You can't sit back. You done made money. You know what I'm saying? It's about greatness, and so he's taking so many risks, man. I really personally don't like. The rematch being, being, I understand the first time. Okay, my man got all the straps. All right. But after that, but it wasn't even really negotiable. He had to leave. He had to leave his. He had to leave the zone stable, skybox stable, to go with I mean, Bob Arum. He, <laughs> he, he did everything. So I love it, man. I really love it, and it shows that that he has a focus on being great. And this, he has an amazing opportunity. And ain't too many times you're gonna get an opportunity in your life where you can get all the straps in one fight. Right. So with that being exactly. said, man, salute to Devin Haney, and you know what I'm saying. And Campos is man, listen, man, don't be calling that. You know, like there's been a lot of controversy about him calling him a boy. And Devin Haney said he gonna show you a boy when you get in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Respect me, I'm a man, and you right. know what I'm saying. When we get in the ring, I'm gonna show you. So I'm pulling for Devin Haney, man. You know, and, and I like Campos. You know, I really don't like that type of uh banner back and forth, and I don't like the name calling, especially you calling it. Uh, a young brother, a boy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that, that's got a little, a little historical context. With us, you know, you know what I mean? I don't even know what his wife said. It's something about what his right. wife said. And he had to say, well, she's from Africa, so blah, blah, blah. She ain't, we ain't racist and she ain't racist. But whenever time you got to step up and say somebody from Africa or something like that, it ain't a good look. We don't need that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just be respectful, man. And, you know, may the best man win this fight when I'm excited about it, I'm ready for it. What you got, hey, brother? Hey, man, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm a... Let me tell you what I think George Cambosos had on his mind when it came to what his real strategy was that got thrown by the wayside with Vasily Lomachenko. So I was one of those people that I initially thought months ago, I thought that he would have easily already made the fight with Devin Haney and tried to wait on Lomachenko for later. But shockingly, we saw where he was targeting Lomachenko and waiting on Devin later. And so it had me thinking, you know, most people right now, like you said, man, Vasily Lomachenko has looked brilliant. So it had me asking myself, why in the world would George Kimbosos, after he finally got the straps off of Tio, why would he be looking to go after Lomachenko first and then going after Devin Haney after? And here's my theory, man. And, and fight fans, y'all comment. Uh, and let us know if I'm way off base. I could be off base, but let me give you my theory. My theory was that what George Kimbosos was looking to do was most boxing observers 
feel like Vasily Lomachenko is probably one of the top five fighters in the game right now. So a lot of people don't feel that same way about Devin Haney. Right. So, so many people have talked about his performances, uh, not having power, uh, not looking super great in the ring, although he's been able to get the victory. So I personally think that George Kambosos knew that if you go fight a Vasily Lomachenko, most fight fans can't knock you if you lose to Loma. No doubt, no doubt. Because Lomachenko is ranked as one of the top five fighters. So it's no shame in getting in the ring and getting outboxed by Lomachenko. And then you couple that with, he probably would have had a rematch clause against Loma too. And so he would have got two cracks at Loma. You lose to Loma or you beat him. So what? At the end of the day, he's a great fighter. And then you turn uh, to Devin Haney later on. Whereas now... Whereas now you're going to have a whole lot of people questioning George Cambosos even more if you lose to Devin Haney right now. Because, you know what I mean? If you lose to Devin Haney right now, there's a whole lot of questions that will open up about George Cambosos. And if it was just a, a fly by night, lucky night against yeah. T.O. So that's just my theory, man. But I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you though, man. I'm I'm happy that Devin Haney took that that chance and took that that risk. I'm actually another layer of this man that I'm happy to see is that so many fighters are now remaining uh TV free agents, where a lot of people didn't even realize Devin Haney really wasn't contractually obligated to Eddie Hearn. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, man, we just had a good working relationship, but I really could go on whatever network I want to. So I salute him for taking the risk, man. It's dope that we're going to get this fight, bro. And I hope that the fight really lives up to um, all the hype that we're getting right now. And you got to salute Devin because even if he wins the first one, he's willing to go right back to Australia for the second one in, in his home country in his territory and try to get a second a second decision over him even if he wins the first so salute to Devin Haney on that man and I and I really hope I really hope that the officiating and everything is, uh, is up to speed man because right you know, remember you know Australia man remember Manny Pacquiao remember top rank right you know Jeff Horn right Jeff mm -hmm. Horn fight, man mm -hmm. you know if, if, if you don't go down there and do what Bud Crawford did you know what I'm saying if you don't go down there and put a stamp on him and get him out of there right I mean, it's real shaky, man. You know what I'm saying? Because these promoters, man, these, these referees, you know, it's just like they, they I mean, not referee judges. They, they yeah. you know, you know, you, it's like, it's yeah, yeah, I, I feel you, man. He, he He's traveling far away from home, man. You know, and lot, we all man. know that at the end of the day, we've seen some dicey decisions gotta believe uh, in, in boxing. You know what I mean? But yeah. but salute to Devin Haney. Salute to George Cambosos, man. I can't wait to see him get him on, get it on in the ring. Now, my brother, let's let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about a spectacular KO that we witnessed this past weekend by one Savannah Marshall over Femke Hermans. Word. She was able to absolutely devastate this young lady with a blasting hook to leave Ooh. her flop on the canvas in the third round man oh, cool. and, and i'm gonna keep it 100 man when i first saw bro when you first uh when i first saw the clip of it of the of the of the knockout i was like man this girl this girl 50 man she took a fall man she took a fall oh, man. you know what i mean that, that's that was my initial thought but then bro i went back and really watched it in slow-mo 
And bro, the way she fell, it oh is a good thing that she didn't even tear her ACL. Bro, because the way her leg bit back after she got clipped by Savannah Marshall, oh, that was as real as it comes, bro. So tell me, man, what do you what did you think about the knockout? And then tell me, bro, what do you feel like this does for the hype oh of God. the Clarissa Shields fight coming up? Listen. I mean, the, the knockout was impeccable, man. That's something you don't see in women's boxing like that. You know, we we had a few moments like that. You know what I'm saying? That happened early in the third round. And mind you, um, Femke Hermes hasn't even been dropped before in her career. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? She ain't been on. Or stopped. Or stopped. I don't believe. Well, I mean, you know, she ain't been stopped, dropped. She ain't been right. shut them down to open up shop. <laughs> so what I'm going to tell you, man, and Savannah Marshall's, her power is real, bro. It's not a game. And so, and really, man, her, her, I was at, I sat down and watched her. And I watched her before. But, um, you know, being that this was a common opponent with her, her in the quote, you know what I'm saying? I just had to watch it even closer. I mean, then it was only three rounds. But. What she showed me in those three rounds, which are what I was able to really see and use a measuring stick of somebody that's on a, on a caliber, um, you know, because a lot of the people you don't really know, and this person, you know, it's a, it's a better measuring stick. Whenever you have a common opponent, and not to say this is everything in style to make fights, but I will say I watched her go from orthodox to southpaw so fluently back and forth. Right, she's, mm-hmm. she's already Aki with her distance. I mean, you know, she trained by Hero Fury and um, she trained by the Fury family, right? So, and she has a Tyson Fury type style, but what she does have that Tyson Fury don't have, she had one one punch knockout power. Tyson Fury is more of a of, of a uh, accumulation volume, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. volume and, and wear down on you. You know what I'm saying? Uses size and wear you down. You know, with accumulation of punches, but she has one punch power even in the first round. And she has it in both hands. She's switching, and she mm-hmm. she oh, her jab is impeccable. She has amazing boxing skills. I've seen her throw uppercuts, amazing uppercuts with good timing. I've seen her throw the overhand right. Like early on, one of the first punches she caught her with was like a she might have set up with a left jab, and then bam, caught her with a caught her with like a straight right. And it was like whoa, stunned her immediately in the first round. And then you then you saw her end the fight with a left hook. But I've seen her throw uppercuts. I've seen her throw every every type of punch, man. Her boxing IQ is, I mean, it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing to snooze at. And her power is definitely not nothing to snooze at. This is a real fight. This fight has got so much. <laughs> this made this fight so much bigger. And I'm going to tell you, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking for the quote to come out there and do what she got to do. She's a dog. She's proven. You know what I'm saying? But I won't be surprised, man. You know, we've seen the quote get up off the canvas in the Hannah Gabrielle fight. Right. She got to get up off the canvas to handle her business. You know what I'm saying? I think she could get up there and handle her business. She can't get caught into it, can't be emotional. It had to be business. And this is a real deal fight, man. I'm just telling you. A lot of people think that it's going to be a walkthrough, bro. No, this is a real fight. And this Savannah Marshall is dangerous. She could do it all. And she, she could do it all, man. So it's going to be the toughest challenge, I think, Clarissa Shields. And, and mind you, you know, another another part of this, another layer of this is this is the last person that she lost to, 17 years old in the amateurs. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's, a, that's a mental edge, but I think, you know, the, the growth the don't see that. And she's going to be coming, biting down on her guard, and she's going she to make Savannah Marshall's fight. So I'm very excited about this fight, man. I'm nervous, and that's good because that's what I like. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, man, I, I got to say, man, I, I, 
the knockout was was absolutely spectacular, man. It was a great knockout. Like you said, I, I think the last uh, knockout that I've really seen like that that really comes to my mind is the, the Ann Wolf knockout, right? Like we we rarely, like you said, in women's boxing, we rarely get those one hitter quitters, and that was absolutely spectacular. That was everything you couldn't have scripted that any better. For them to have a buildup for this Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall crazy. fight. Crazy. Now, bro, what I will say, though, man, this makes this fight a classic style matchup of the talented puncher versus the talented boxer. Um, I feel like we all know that ultimately with the quote, she definitely doesn't have the, the one punch power um, like a Savannah Marshall has. But even like I said, when it came to the last fight with Clarissa Shields versus Emma Cozen, even though she don't have that one one punch power, that should have been stopped. You know, she's no. had a couple of fights where she's absolutely uh, beat women down, but they were just able to keep on going. Bye. But with Savannah Marshall, man, I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. There is some legit, legit power in both of her hands. Even though when we take a look at resumes, a lot of people could say, whether you're talking about uh, the Olympic background or if you're talking about the pro background, even though we could say that Clarissa has faced definitely the much uh, stiffer competition. No doubt. I can't lie with Savannah Marshall. You got you to gotta respect 12 wins, 10 KOs. And if I can't you're watching, lie. And if you're watching her fight, if you're really watching her fight and you if you're watching how she boxes, she boxes well. She fights behind that jab. She has the most obvious shift, shiftiest movement, great, right. great head movement, decent foot movement, and like she, like her punch placement and timing. You know, I just, you know, I think Clarissa had the faster hands, and she probably, she oh yeah, yeah, she has the speed advantage. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. With the awkwardness and then the both hands and the shifty, the switch hitting and all of that, it just, it, she just brings a whole realm of problems. And I just, I just, um. It's going to be very interesting to see. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see because uh, I think on uh, Savannah's side, we know that Savannah's coming with the power. But on Clarissa's side, I, I think Clarissa is more savvy with the head movement. I feel like she's got the quicker hands. And I feel like uh, Clarissa has the better feet. So when you start to compare both sides, it's going to be – uh, just a classic matchup, man. Um, you know, ultimately, I can't right now predict uh, how the fight will really go. I'm definitely rocking with the quote. I oh, feel really? like yeah. I feel like when it boils down to it, I'm always in boxing. I'm gonna take the better, uh, the, the one who has the speed and boxing edge. But, bro, I can't, I can't say you're wrong, bro, about her possibly touching the canvas if she slips up with Savannah. And Savannah is able to yeah, clip her. Very, very on, on, on a task on the defensive end. Right. You know, she has right. to keep her hands up. She can't stay right. too long. She got to stay you disciplined. Can't, you can't get, you can't yeah. get greedy. You got to stay disciplined because she will make the pay, man. I mean, her right. power, it ain't dumb. You know, there ain't nothing you want to find out the hard way. I just feel like that was a that was a great exclamation point, And I just feel like it wasn't a fluke. Right. Um, and you, you know, it got to be smooth. You just get out pointer. And I'm very worried about the. Just like just like we talked about with the Devin Haney fight. I'm very I'm worried about the judge. The, you know, I'm worried about all of that, man. Right, yeah, with her going overseas. Yeah. Yeah, man. You, you yeah. got you got all the titles and everything. And I understand, you know, that you, you it's for the money and everything, because the UK fan base is such such 
more loyal and into women's boxing and everything. They were one of the best fan bases, period, in boxing. You know what I'm saying? The UK does. So yeah. I get that part of it. You know what I'm saying? But I just worry on the other end of, you know what I'm saying, will the judgment be, will be will it be how it's supposed to be, you know? There's been so many examples in boxing where they don't right. get it right. So I hope they get it right. You did. Right. And, and I, I'll say this last thing about Savannah Marshall where – even though she has power, I'm going to tell a lot of people, man, this is going to be a stiff test for her, too. And the only reason why I say it's really going to be stiff for Savannah Marshall, because while she does have that equalizing power, she's literally taking a step up all the way up the ladder to the, to the best woman, arguably, in the sport. One of the best right. time, time fighters in the sport. Period. Exactly. She's taking a severe leap up. So we're going to see how she's able to uh, handle such uh, 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 a stiff leap up in competition against Clarissa Shields. But we'll be looking forward to seeing that, man. And now, bro, let's get into our, our rapid fire segment that we love to, to talk about. Connect over with what we got, baby. You know what right. I mean? Connect the with. So now let's let's talk about the man Gennady Golovkin, a.k.a. Triple G. GGG. Who is finally after being on a hiatus during the pandemic and not really fighting anybody, he's finally returning to the ring against Ryota Murata, and they are about to have a fight. And as it's been widely reported, if Triple G still is himself and he gets the victory, it lines up for the Mega Canelo showdown Hated. in the fall. Payday, payday. Payday, payday. Yeah, like Canelo say, he finally gonna get that payday. But before we even fast forward and get there, Q, first, the old man Triple G, at least in boxing terms, because he's talking about a 40-year-old dude. A lot of right. people don't realize that before the pandemic, uh, Triple G was already 37, 38 years old. Now he is coming back into the ring at 40 years old, bruh. So tell me, bruh, is he still himself? Can he even get to the Canelo fight? What do you expect from Triple G after this layoff, man, and at this age in the sport of boxing? Man, hopefully he can. You know, it's so waiting to see. But, um, you know, I don't know this guy. He, I don't know Ryo Morado. You know what I'm saying? I think he, Ryo Morado, he, he got like 16 fights, two losses or something like that, something close to that. And um, if he can't get in there looking impressive against him, you know, I, I don't think – I, I think he will. I think he still will. You know, in my you trip, you know, just to be just to be exact, I think it'll be 30 months. In 30 months, he has had one fight. So you know, right, right. It's like two and a half years collectively, but he had one fight, I guess, in the middle of that. You know what I'm saying? So and he also said, you know, he don't know. He said it could be a problem with him at 40 years old. He don't know because you don't you don't know till you get in the ring. Exactly. So he kept it all the way real with that. You know what I'm saying? Because ain't no way to find out to you, you know, spawn and all that's cool. Under the lights in a real fight, you know, your body could betray you. And if it does, I mean, you know, that'll, that'll definitely take away from that Canelo fight. Right. Because um, I want to see him fight. And I know y'all, you you and brother J-Box. J-Box, yeah. You know, have many debates and arguments about this fight. Right, about that third, yeah. I hope that it's able to, to be the fight that everybody wants to see. Because there is a lot of other people besides you guys that's earning to see Triple G and Canelo 3. So, but I, I really think he will go in there and get him out of there. I think I'll give him seven rounds. Just just okay. to say, just, just on the strength. You know what I'm saying? Right. Triple, I feel like a triple G if he's if he's 70, 80% of himself, he'll get him out of there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
That's what I got, man. Yeah, man. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Just like we we just said a few moments ago, you know how Savannah Marshall's KO perfectly set up the Clarissa fight. This fight for Triple G. Uh, to your point, bro, about people wanting to see the Canelo Triple G fight, this fight this weekend is going to either spike ante anticipation for it or it's probably going to, it might kill it. All depending on how Triple G performs. Because like you said, man, at 40 years old and only fighting one time in 30 months, you honestly do not know how your body is going to react, especially with someone who fights like Triple G, how Triple G has even talked about how I fight the true Mexican style. You know, right. Triple G, he's coming right to your chest and he's ready to exchange uh, bombs and go at somebody. So when you're 40 years old, there comes a time when your body's not just going to be able to sit there with somebody in the ring and exchange bombs back and forth. So it's going to be intriguing, man. I'm, I'm optimistic, sort of like you are, bro, and that I do believe that Triple G will win the fight. Because I would love to see him get that last payday against Canelo and ride off into retirement. Because I'm going to just tell you right now, bro, I always felt if it got to a third one, oh, man, I think Canelo, due to age, Canelo going to win it easy on the cards, bro. I think due to, due to Triple G's age. But it'd be nice to see him get to that payday that he's so longly uh, been wanting. And we'll see how that goes, man. But... I'll be tuning into the TV, man, to see how Triple G looks, bro. And Canelo has an even stiffer test with Bivol. So right. he's not going to act like he don't have a stiff test. Right. Because uh, it's a possibility that he could be doing a rematch. Exactly. No, right. <laughs> if right. he don't handle his business. Exactly. You know so, you know, if everything goes high, according to plan, you know, Triple G, it'll be Canelo, Triple G, you know what I'm saying? Three, uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. three. So that's what everybody wants to see. But, you know. Everybody loves a comeback story also, so right. You know, go. Exactly, man. So, all right, man. So now let's get to our our second connector with, and let's talk a little bit about Floyd Mayweather and the Money Team and Mayweather Promotions, as it pertains to his at least once protege, Javante Tank Davis. So supposedly, Javante Tank Davis is now in the last fight of his Mayweather Promotions contract. You know, it's been widely reported over the past week or so, and even Javante Tank Davis has tweeted, of course he deleted the tweet, but pretty much confirmed that the Roly Ramirez fight is the last of that Mayweather Promotions contract. So now, he now has the opportunity to either continue with Mayweather, leave Mayweather, go after fights that he really wants to fight, or go a different path so tell me what is your thoughts man on javante tank davis splitting with floyd mayweather and the money team i love it his music in my ears um you know wizard atlanta to see uh javante tank davis fight uh what my man and we just we just saw him fight uh mario barrios Mario's barrios. ATL. yep immediately after marius barrios the most insulting thing mayweather said about Tank was we're gonna keep him fighting in the house, and that was just not good, you know what I'm saying? Right, you got him, you got him fighting, even especially after the the Isak Cruz fight, which was a very dangerous fight, which was a very formidable opponent. That you know, um, even though Tank hurt his hand, that was a tough fight, mm -hmm. it was a tough fight against a little known opponent, you know what I'm saying? When you could have had Ryan Garcia, you know what I'm saying, who's widely popular, 
which would have right. been a big money fight. Mm -hmm. Add Devin Haney, which is widely popular, you know what I'm saying, on the zone. Uh, you know, they, they want to keep everything in the house, but they don't really have the, the 135 pounds. They don't have a fighter. That's why he had to go up and fight Mario's Barbers at 140. You know what I'm saying? He's going on the 130. You know, he's fighting at all these weight class that's out of out of his division. And you know, they they really did they, they don't have the fighters, and you want to keep them in the house, and you don't you you malnourished in that area as far as the the the, the weight division he's in. So I'm happy because the what you know, he's doing what like we see Devin Haney, the bosses have to take take their career in their own hands and demand the fights they want and not settle. You know what I'm saying? Because the promotional companies will they will they will suck all, all of the life out of you, and you know, you'll get older and you'll be sitting on your hands fighting whoever they throw at you. We've seen this, we've seen this many times, and um, I'm very excited to see that tank is speaking up and he's taking action. And um, he could either go to the zone or either ESPN, you know, Lomachenko or you know, Devin Haney, you know what I'm saying? Or you know, it's it's it, he just he have Go wherever the fights are. That's what I say. And, and you don't have to sign a long contract. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Fight deal. And and I think that's that's going to be more the motto. People are going to go more to a la carte style. They're not going into, you know, you do maybe two fight deals at a time. Um, and I'm very excited about it, man, because I just really feel like I believe what what the right. what would have said. That's that's the motto. Yeah. Because now you find Roller Romero and, and Tank really feel like he's being set up with that because his contract is up. And you feel like you know that's a setup fight, and if the fight goes the distance, who knows how how you know how who knows how to shake out? What you say about it? Hey man, you know what? I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I salute uh, Tank if he does leave Mayweather Promotions. I would say you know it is the perfect time for him to leave because I, I do think Tank does have a level of gratitude for what Mayweather, Leonard Ellerby, and Mayweather Promotions has done to build him up right. and kind of hype him up, even though he hadn't necessarily fought any marquee name yet. So I got to give Mayweather and them props for hyping up Tank, even though he hadn't crossed that marquee name yet. But with that being said, though, go ahead, go ahead, Erica, bro. And see, that's the perfect word, because a lot of people, that's what a lot of people saying, the criticism he's getting, is he a hype job? They they babysit. Right. That's what right. A lot of people saying, well, you know, we, me and you, you know what I know. Tank is right. he's special, but we you can't know how special he is when they Until keep he fights certain people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they right. Yes. Right. And so with with Tank, you know what what Tank is doing is is it's kind of the equivalent of if you have you know an up and coming artist, right, and they go sign their first contract with Universal, right. Universal is able to distribute, get them hyped up, put them on every radio station, get their name out there, right? It comes time for the second contract. They're like, nah, man, I'm established now, man. You're not about to keep eating, eating, eating all my money up, taking stuff out of my pocket. And I think that's how Tank is looking at it. I think Tank is like, hey, man, I'm established now. I'm in my mid to late 20s. You know, it's time for me to turn into a real man and chart my own course. And also, while charting my own course, money, man, you're not about to keep taking all this money out of my pockets, bro. <laughs> you ain't about to keep taking this bag out of my pockets. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I, I love the move, man. Like I said, I feel like it's impeccable timing for Tank. I do think for a second 
early in his career, he needed May Mayweather did help him with marketing. Make, make no bones about it. But I do think he has reached a particular place in his career where it's time to fight some real names. Because if you're Tank Davis, you can't like hearing all the ESPN commentators or all the zone commentators not putting any respect on your name. All of them sitting there pretty much trashing you like you're a complete hype job simply because you haven't fought some other fighters. So I know if you're a competitor like Tank is, you're ready to go knock some heads off. And no you're doubt. ready to prove that you're really ready to fight. And I'll say this last thing, man, and this is what I know that Tank is um, hanging his hat on. At the end of the day, the one thing I've always said about Tank, and I believe this will be true throughout his career, I don't know that Tank will end up being the best lightweight when it's all said and done, but I will say he's going to be the lightweight that you would always pay your money to see because Tank is a fighter who you know is going to bring it and going to try to drop bombs. I don't believe you'll ever get a Tank Davis where he'll go out there, dance around the ring, and try to and throw up a dud on you. So I think Tank knows that, hey, I bring a lot of value to the table, whether I win or lose. So y'all don't need to just keep me fighting in-house. And so that's another reason why, bro, why I love I love the move for Tank to kind of move away from Mayweather promotions now. You you can't grow in your comfort zone. You got you got to be able to uh be uncomfortable to grow. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, that's why that's why when you get hurt, you, you know, the scab go to itching, you know what right. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Discomfort, you know what I'm saying? You got to grow, you, you got to be uncomfortable and you know, being uncomfortable, being comfortable when you're uncomfortable is the way to be. You know what I'm saying? You will stay, you will stay grow, you will stay evolving. And that's where Tank, he's not running from it. So let's right. go, baby. I'm ready to see what's next, the next chapter. Right. Yeah, and yeah, put the cap on you, said in-house. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly, bro. So right. So we'll be we'll be rooting for Tank, man. And hopefully we'll we'll see what his next move is in the sport of boxing. But now, bro, let's get into our last connect or whip. And this is a good one, bro. Let's get back on the ladies. See, the ladies, the ladies are sizzling hot in oh boxing God. right now, man. We yeah. gotta put some respect on the ladies' name, oh, all God. their names. Oh, no God. one, no particular individual, but let's talk Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. Let's Ooh. talk Savannah Marshall versus Clarissa Shields. We now in the year of 2022, we literally have two women's mega fights happening. Really? So Q, connect the with, man. Is this easily the greatest year in women's boxing in a long while, bro? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, um, it's a big connect. We have two mega fights, you know, the, the Amanda Serrano's and the Katie Taylor with all the accolades on both sides come together like both come together forming like Voltron, you know what I'm saying? Coming together to to and and just with this um Clarissa Shields fight, it wasn't as big other than the storyline of that's the last person to to have the handed the quote a loss. Right back until um, but until she landed right. the left hook, this left hook from the pits of hell. Right, they're not that the, the common opponent that they have, and and uh, him K Hermes, right, and um, not that Cole. I mean, straight up, that really made that fight so much bigger because we haven't seen in a long time a woman, you know, in women's boxing, somebody getting that was an amazing knockout, period, you know what I'm saying? But in women's boxing, it's less rare, 
And mm -hmm. so that made this fight, it brought this fight up three, four, five notches. Right. So we have two back-to-back -back bomb burners. Um, and I'm here for it, man. And plus also all eyes, eyes on the women now. You know what I'm saying? We have we have the zone pushing the issue. You have Skybox, Sky Sports, you have, you know what I'm saying? You you have these 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 entities that's making women in the boxing a lot greater, a lot bigger, more eyes, and it's more a lot more women's champ, a lot more fighters out here. Um, and it's a great time for women's boxing. And I mean, it's a treat for us. You know, I think I think the, the fights like this will be what will uh, what will grow the sport. You know what I'm saying? Which right. is what we ultimately want. You know what I'm saying? We want want women's boxing to have more eyes on it. And um, I think we're in a good space. And the future's bright. What you say, brother? Hey, man, this is hands down one of, uh, I think, one of the best women's fighting years uh, I, I predict in history, man. I think we're going to get two excellent fights with Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. And I think we're going to get an absolute excellent fight between Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. And to your point, bro, about the knockout that Savannah Marshall had, to your point, man, Listen to all, all pundits, all voters, all that stuff. When we get to the end of 2022 and they create the list of top knockouts of the year, I do not want to see y'all put that Savannah Marshall knockout in a in a compartment over as best women's knockout. That's no, that's 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 competing for literally best knockout, period. No doubt in, in boxing because she absolutely clipped this girl cold. It almost made her tear her ACL. So with that being said, man, this is an excellent uh, year, I predict, for women's boxing. And I feel like it's even it's going to get even better the more that uh, the year goes along. Again, I've given accolades over and over to Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn, I feel like, is was really the person on the forefront to really start to put a lot of women on his zone platform. Right. Nobody was really putting women on like Eddie Hearn up until recently, where now you're starting to see uh top rank and Bob Arum, and they have, I believe, Michaela Mayer. Oh, yeah. yeah, over on top rank. Um, you got Clarissa Shields, she was with Showtime, uh, as far as on TV, but with Salida Promotions. So it's a good time for women's boxing, man. There's gonna be a lot more to come. And so, bro, I can't, I can't wait to see more of it, bro. No doubt about it, man. No, no doubt about it, man. The ladies, baby, shout out right. to the ladies, man. It's gonna be crazy, man. You feel me? Um, right. Yeah. Hey, hey. And, and with all that being said, man, we appreciate every single one of y'all for tuning in and listening. This is Boxing Vibes TV podcast number ninety-three. Yeah. Thank you. You got anything, any last words to say to the people, man, before we get out of here? Man, we y'all smash that damn like button for your boys, man. For real, we out here doing what we got to do, man. Y'all, please get in there and help us get this algorithm built up, man. Help us, help us, uh, you know, hit the notification bell. Just tell a friend to tell a friend. I recommend that. Everybody, please get into it. And um, we'll catch y'all next time, man. Podcast 94. Uh-huh. Podcast 93, Boston Vibe TV, man. We gonna All right, and we are out.